Chapter One She burst into Number Four dressing room at the middle six and wrenched down her spangled bodice to the waist. You see that? she demanded, in case anyone was not riveted by the spectacle. A bruise like a set of Crimea medals? The hussy, the stupid fumbling baggage. Jason Buckmaster, rhetorician, elocutionist to royalty, and privileged at that moment to be in the female dressing room, raised a disciplined eyebrow. An abrasion, Miss Lola? How damnably inconvenient. Does one gather that the sisterly rapport was a little less than perfect on the high trapeze tonight? Bloody near killed me, that's all, responded Lola with quivering indignation. In me death-defying leap, too. You've seen the end of the act when she swings out to meet me as I dive for her ankles? Well, the silly bitch went too soon and caught me full in the chest with her great feet. I found myself in agony, dangling over the bloody audience with me arms round, if you'll forgive the expression, her thighs, and precious near dragging off her tights to hold on. My eyes was watering with pain, and I must have been pink with the shame of it. We hung there for two minutes before Mr. Winter thought of pulling us in with a window pole. Like two perishing trout on a line. It ain't dignified for a serious artiste. She glanced down at the strawberry-coloured blotch. And it don't do nothing for a girl's prospects. From deep in Buckmaster's vocal organs came an unmistakable purring. Prospects, he smiled. For wheresoe'er I turn my ravished eyes, gay gilded scenes and shining prospects rise. What? Nothing, my dear. A snatch of Addison, and in a different context. Forgive me. I have nothing but concern for your disfiguration. If it were any consolation at all, I would observe that your... uh, prospects are unimpaired. I shall leave you now before Miss Bella returns. The disclosure of a second set of injuries might affect me profoundly. A vast man, he flitted away with the unobtrusiveness of a veteran haunter of dressing rooms. Balmy, decided Lola. The only others present, a mother and daughter from Marseille who spoke no English and spent up to an hour before each performance applying rouge and powder in order to shout, Allez! and lift their right arms as Papa performed feats of equilibrium, ignored Lola. She, clicking her tongue in exasperation, gave her full attention to the blemish, presenting it to the mirror from an assortment of angles. Then she ran some water into the basin in front of her and plunged her hands in to clean off the resin. The door opened. Lola's double, blonde, spangled, pretty as a case of butterflies, tiptoed in and peeped across her sister's shoulder into the mirror. "'Makes a change to have a footprint on your chest, don't it, darling? "'That's original. "'My, when the word gets round in Leicester Square, "'the wet sponge flew safely over Bella's head as she ducked. "'But the rain of articles that followed...